Phase 5, Phase 6, two new Avengers movies, and everything in between. Matt Romke of the Direct.com joins me to talk about all of the absolutely wild reveals Marvel gave at San Diego Comic-Con right now on 15 Minutes of Marvel. There was an idea. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Hang on this all day. What are they called again? Annulax batteries. Harvey Larry batteries. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I control the truth! Mysterio is the truth! Boom. You looking for this? What is up? What is up? And welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in pretty much 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi. Today on the pod, I am joined by the uh, always legendary Matt Rumke of the Direct.com. Matt, it's been a minute since you've been on the pod, but holy shit, dude, we have a lot to talk about. Ethan, 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 it is great to be looking at that face once again. How are you, man? It's great to be back here on 15 Minutes. Yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked to have you. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with the guests. We're probably going over 15 minutes today because this is a special bonus episode. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to San Diego Comic Con Hall H uh, delivered on a lot of aspects and and um, under delivered on other things. I'm curious to see where you stand on this. So um, yeah, we're just gonna recap. We're gonna give our reactions. We're gonna talk about everything that was talked about at San Diego Comic Con for Marvel. Um, Dude, you're you're in the business. You're in the industry here. You work for the direct. How are you doing? Like in the the post Comic Con world, how's the come down? <laughs> I I have never felt more um, like a sports fan than mm-hmm. after Comic Con. You know what I mean? The MCU is where movies and sports meet, and the Comic Con is the draft. It's the NFL draft, the NBA draft, whatever your favorite sport is. This is the draft. This is where we get all these new toys to play with for the next however many seasons and it's just it's such a thrilling feeling to look at all these new logos in order with with a line between two of them to distinct phases between each other it's a buzz i'm loving every second of it and ever since comic con it's just been my my fandom's been at a peak to a point uh ethan i don't know if you realize this there are 14 no 13 phase Mm -hmm. four projects right now if you started rewatching one project a week right now, you would land one week before the end of phase four um, in Wakanda forever. So I'm just saying phase four rewatches should be getting pretty hot in the streets here soon. Yeah, they're, they're coming, man. I saw your tweet just a little bit ago. Uh, definitely words of wisdom to all of the all the fans out there. And uh, I mean, I think the, the big talking point you bring up phase four, we're coming to an end with Wakanda forever. I think that was the biggest surprise at least for me and that was told right out of the gate was like hey phase four is over in november and and i i was a little shocked i was like oh shit i don't know if that's good or bad for phase four i'm still trying to decide i think that puts even more pressure on wakanda forever and we got a trailer we'll talk about that in a second um but yeah it 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 is coming to an end and and i guess the point i'm trying to get at here is people and the community and fans were saying we don't know where the mcu is going you fucking know. You know now, and we are very yeah. much well. The uh, uh, the multiverse saga is here. How do you feel? How do you feel about that title, man? Do you love it? It's it's everything. It's something. Um, I made a I made a fan art graphic a year ago. I feel like, and I put multiverse saga on it. It was after WandaVision. It was when it was right after we got the No Way Home trailer. 
I was oh like, oh, God. this is the multiverse saga. And like, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy. It's like in game, you know, people had guessed it. People had, yep. you know, figured it out, you know, ahead of time, but seeing it in those letters, seeing it on Feige's hat, like it's real, it's happening. And it just, it's, it's validating. It's refreshing. It's exciting. It's all the things. And like you said, Wakanda forever being the last movie of a phase I think does put more pressure on it, but the fact that we have it scheduled out for the next few years, it's just an awesome thing. Yeah. And, and who would have thought, you know, seeing a timeline would make so much like sense. Who would have thought, you know, once they put up that graphic and once it, it leaks all over Twitter and once everybody tweets it out and you save it to your camera roll and you, you know, you put it in your album and, and never lose it again, that <laughs> timeline, like seeing phase five all lined out, it just, it just looks good. It just makes sense. You just feel good about it. It's exciting. It's, it's <laughs> like, I know I made the sports comparison earlier. Do you, do you play fantasy football? I, I don't. I used to do fantasy oh. soccer, um, which nobody no, okay. plays, so you'll, but I get you'll it. Understand. When, <laughs> yeah. when you play fantasy sports and you have the draft with all of your friends. Oh yeah. I've, I've been, I've been playing fantasy football for a decade. And after every single draft, it's just me and my friends standing around a big whiteboard looking at our teams yep. and just being like, man, that's exciting stuff. That's what looking at the slate looks like. Like yeah. I made a graphic for the direct that shows all the upcoming live action projects that we have coming out. And just, I, I just look at it and just think of all the possibilities, you know, it's just, it's so exciting. It's, it's, the MCU is just so dominant. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's I mean? unbelievable. Like, you know, they talk about the MCU formula and people think that's that all the movies are written shot and paced in the same way no the mcu formula is owning the topic of conversation for large chunks of a year and mm -hmm. after yesterday the mcu has number one priority on everybody's excitement until the end of november like it's, it's just unbelievable what they were able to accomplish while still leaving so much on the table for d23 oh my gosh i know d23 and that was like that was the big deal right it's like we're probably not going to get a ton of Comic-Con because we're waiting for D23. We're waiting for potential fantastic forecasting, Victor Von Doom casting. We, we don't know what's coming at D23, but we were fed a feast here uh, at Comic-Con. We have six shows, six movies coming in phase five. Before we tackle that, I quickly want to talk about the Black Panther teaser. So that was kind of how we ended the panel Ryan Coogler and team got up there, very emotional um, moment for, for Marvel, for fans. Um, and the teaser trailer went out online, so we all have access to it. It's a high res. It looks incredible. How did you feel the first time you watched the, the teaser now that we actually have something in our hands? Right. Um, two lines spoken in this trailer. This entire trailer, there are two lines of dialogue, and they're both from Angela uh, Bassett, who's just mm. incredible. Um, and that's all it took, man. This is a special trailer. The thing is, it's a lot like uh, comic book content right now. We've seen so much great that, you know, just being really great as a movie or a trailer is, you know, good, but it's not really enough. You have to be different. You have to be special. What this trailer was able to accomplish by simply merging two songs together with the amazing visuals that this mm -hmm. movie is going to be the way they did no woman no cry into all right by kendrick mar i i i can't think Wild. about it without getting chills up and down my body like yeah. like i i hum it out loud chills i just think about it in my head chills it's this movie is in a position wakanda forever is in a position to be something truly special and it's for so many different reasons. And if you don't mind, I want to list a couple off. 
Yeah. It's it's the last movie of phase four. So that puts it at a very, you know, high pedestal position. Far from home had a lot of expectations being yeah. the last movie of phase three. Now we get Wakanda Forever. You want to talk about adversity. No movie in fandom history has gone through as much adversity um, over Wakanda Forever other than maybe the Snyder Cut. And that's a totally different thing, right? right. Wakanda Forever, losing your leading man tragically, having the pandemic delays affect how this movie goes off. All the off-screen stuff that were all pandemic-related, people getting hurt on set, all of these different things. There's so much going against this movie let alone the fact that the first Black Panther came out four years ago at this point. And it's had, you know, two Avengers movies in between it. Usually those are the kind of movies that get lost in the shuffle. After that trailer, if Ryan Coogler can come in and deliver on all of that adversity, being the last of a phase and, and delivering on the sequel to one of the most important comic book movies of all time, mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler's my pick to direct the Avengers movies at the end of phase six i think he is in a spot to take that job if he if he can pull through here if this is as good as the trailer looks mm-hmm. it's his job to lose in my opinion yeah 100 percent agree i think there was one moment for me particularly in this trailer when um you know it, it is it is such a, an expansive like emotional trailer and there's one section where uh, Letitia's right character is is just is crying and and it's very reminiscent of Tony Stark crying in the Infinity War uh, trailer you know kind of like holding himself trying to figure out what is life now that things have changed and and this is very real uh, you know especially in the MCU but but in real life as well so I can only imagine a lot of the um, a lot of the actors in this movie didn't have to dig very deep in order to to create a scene like this and I think when projects like this are put together, you get something that is intangible, right? You get something that cannot be replicated and um, the emotions going into this movie, I think are just going to, you know, truly make it very special. Um, I have to, I have to ask the question before we move on to phase five, because I'm, I'm a movie guy in general, right? I'm not just an MCU or Marvel guy. I, I, I love movies. I love the Oscars. Um, I live for that kind of stuff. Black Panther the only best picture nominee that Marvel has seen also directed by Ryan Coogler pivotal movie. Um, one of the biggest comic book movies in the world of all time. I know that that is, you know, it is um, not really on the checklist. Marvel's not necessarily concerned with getting this project there per se, but I think from a fan perspective, it raises an interesting uh, question. Could this, see the same limelight as, as, you know, the original Black Panther with a Best Picture nomination. Do you think that's something that's possible with this? Is that kind of the realm? Because I remember the conversation with Eternals is, you know, oh, Chloe Zhao's coming. This is their Oscar bait. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to you know, get into the mainstream. This doesn't have that feel, but we all know what can be done. I think that um, you made a lot of really great points there. And I think that this movie is in a very legitimate position to do so you talked about it and you know you think of it like a, a prospect in a, a sports or, or an actor an upcoming actor yep. or something like that you look at black panther um with the oscar nominations it received what what kept it from getting over the hump what kept it from not just being a oscar worthy movie but also a you know s tier a tier mcu movie it's obviously a perennial top 12 for people across the board but what kept it from being that top tier movie 
Um, and you know, there, there's few things that this movie did wrong. It got the villain, right. That's usually the downfall of most of these movies. You know, I think a flat third act is really what kind of sealed the deal for black Panther, just simply from an action standpoint. You know what I mean? The the train fight wasn't as engaging as the rest of the movie. You look at what they're doing here with Namor and the underwater stuff. If they can crush the visual of a water fight or some sort of, you know, land versus sea kind of situation at the end. I think that fills in that gap that the first one was missing. And then you look at, okay, so what's going to make it Oscar worthy. The first one was an important movie because of what it did for the culture of um, African-Americans in film, you know, that, that whole thing, you know, being such a representation movie gave it that specialness that the Oscar to look for. You look at Wakanda forever, you lose Chadwick Boseman. If you can pay tribute, to the loss of your lead man in a special kind of way. That's the kind of thing that makes a movie great beyond great. You know, that's the kind of thing that can push it over the top and have that little extra sauce that no other movie has. And it's, it's, it's a risky thing though. You know what I mean? If you, if you go to pay tribute quote unquote to Chadwick Boseman in this movie and it doesn't turn out great, it's going to end up feeling worse than it is. But, right. but you get a hold of that fastball even. It's all about heading over left field. We're getting on to Waveland. We're going to grab a hot dog after the game. Like it's, it's the fastballs coming and there's so much that can go wrong, I think. But if it all hits, which it looks like it's going to, Mm -hmm. Kugler's got a big one on his hands here. Yeah. It's all about potential. Um, And, you know, Black Panther was up. Green Book won that year up against Black Black Klansmen, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Roma, Stars Born, lots of banger movies this, that year. Um, and I will say the Oscars owe Chadwick Boseman a debt, I will just say, for not winning uh, Best Best Actor posthumously. Sure. Um, so the Oscars have been known to, you know, to um, throw some makeup things out there. And, and look, if there's ever a makeup award, it's for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, so talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, let's let's move into phase five, man, because that's the end of phase four. And we have got a lot of exciting things. I am just gonna say what we have coming, and then we can kind of break down what we're feeling, what we're most excited for here. Um, where we start phase five with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's coming in February of 2023. So it's sooner than people realize. It's it's coming quite fast, and and obviously we're getting King. Um, we got a, a special Comic-Con trailer that dropped that has not dropped in line i I heard kang is looking pretty uh all powerful in that trailer um secret invasion guardians of the galaxy volume three we've got echo loki season two the marvels blade ironheart agatha coven of chaos daredevil born again captain america new world order and then phase five is going to end with thunderbolts in july of 2024 that's a shit ton of content um is there something you're specifically most excited for? I don't even know like where to begin. Like how where how do you even start to break all this down? There's a lot. There's there's uh there's definitely a ton. We haven't done our reactions podcast over on the direct podcast yet. We're recording that tomorrow with kind of funny's Tim Gettys. And yeah. I was I was putting together the rundown a little bit and I was low-key waiting for you to send me your rundown so I can kind of cheat off it a little bit. <laughs> and um, I, I wanted to get creative and find some creative ways to go through the phase five projects, but no, I think you just got to run down the list um, starting from one to zero. But um, as far as most anticipated for me, it's the guardians of the galaxy volume three. That's, that's my oh, okay. franchise. That's my, my favorite, my favorite movie of all time, guardians of the galaxy volume one. Um, it's, it's something that I just cannot wait to see what James Gunn does again. Um, I think guardians of the galaxy two is one of the most 
underrated MCU movies, if not the most underrated MCU movies. I think that Age of Ultron came around for a lot of people. Um, and then you look at what he's done since Guardians 2 with The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Yep. Those are obviously very different movies with the R rating and the HBO uh, Max kind of format that they had. But they delivered on the things that James Gunn does best. And it's make you care about characters you never thought in a million years you would give a shit about. And he did that continuously um, over on the DC side, not just with Peacemaker, which we all know that the character study that is Peacemaker with John Cena there is, again, a totally different vibe. You're not going to get that, Guardians. Um, But what he did with the Suicide Squad, when I'm tearing up at the end of a movie for a swarm of rats that I'm genuinely (laughs) disgusted by. Yeah. He's still got his fastball, and he's bringing all of it, man. And Guardians 3, you think about how emotional the first two movies are. Think about it being the end of a trilogy. Think about being a wrap-up for these characters. There's no telling how impactful this movie could be from a character standpoint, and that's my jam. So most excited, I would say, Guardians 3 for sure. Plus the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. God, you can't can't forget about the soundtrack. James Gunn always delivers when it comes to a soundtrack. He's, He's never missed. Both Guardians are a, like I I was looking at a Billboard uh, article I think it was I don't want to misrepresent I was I typed in most uh, top fifty highest selling vinyls of all time or some shit like that. Sure, sure. Guardians Volume One and Two are on that list. They were together, but they're on the list. Yeah, like I I own one man. And, and I'm those part of came that. out. That's what I'm saying. I own them as well. Those came out eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Think about how legendary those two albums are right now already, and we're gonna get a third. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Wild, wild stuff. Um, speaking of like Guardians Volume 3, we we now know that Maria Bakalova is playing Cosmo the Space Dog, which is very exciting. Um, can't wait to have her in the project. Uh, and then like I said, we got that exclusive trailer. We've got Baby Rocket and his story. We've got the high evolutionary. A lot of cool things are coming with Guardians Volume 3. Um and then with Ant-Man, other things that got revealed with Ant-Man, because I, I don't want to bypass this just because it's an Ant-Man movie. Um, we got a new poster, which was very cool. Bill Murray is confirmed to appear in this movie. And we know that MODOK is coming, which is very exciting. Um, Jim Carrey is rumored to be MODOK. Um, I'm pro. I don't know about you, but I think that's a great, great casting option. Yeah, <laughs> the, no, um... the W hat goes on. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Bill Murray's in the MCU. Cubs fans continue to win in the Marvel the Cinematic Universe. It was Fastos and Eternals, Cubs fan. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight, Cubs fan. And now we have one of the most, if not the most famous Cubs fan in history mm-hmm. in the MCU and Bill Murray. Shout out to the legend himself. Um, as far as Jim Carrey being MODOK, I heard a different casting rumor. Oh, tell me more. Have to have a root a little rumor off is that what this is going to be rumor um, off it is Corey, Corey stroll i uh wrote an article is rumored to be modok and for those who don't know that is cross from ant-man one yes it is so oh, i love Corey stroll i think unique. he's i think he's an incredibly underutilized actor in hollywood as it is so i'd be excited to see him back i've only seen him in two things ever and it was ant-man one in the first season of the kevin spacey show what was yeah. it? Um, House Blacklist? Of House of Cards. House, House of Cards. Cards. Yep. He's fantastic at that. So I would love to see more Corey Stroll myself. But um, as far as Bill Murray, this is what Marvel Studios, I think, does best. That kind of put, elevates their floor over everybody else. Exploration is a necessary when you're doing comic book movies. Any sci-fi movie, explore, exploration is going to be a part of it. 
finding engaging and lovable characters to give that exploration is the key to making it not boring and mm-hmm. keeping the energy of the movie going. Bill Murray's the perfect character for that. Yep. One of the most lovable actors of all time. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, other movies, like I said, we've got the Marvels, we've got Blade, uh, Captain America, New World Order, and Thunderbolts. I think <laughs> Thunderbolts has a lot of potential, but I don't want to get too excited too early because it was said that we're gonna, it's going to incorporate villains that we have never seen before. Um, you know, it's got that team-up quality, which we know MCU can do. We know Marvel knows how to do a team-up. Um, and it's ending phase five. It's a, it, they want to go out with a bang. They want to kind of have that juxtaposition of having that villainous tone to end out the phase. Um, I'm very excited for everything, but I just, I just want to say, I want it on record. I'm low key, very excited for the Marvels after Miss Marvel and seeing Nia DaCosta even direct like a 10 second scene, having Kamala Khan. I think that movie is going to be way better than anybody thinks it will be. Um, And that's my dark horse for one of the betters of, of phase five. Um, When it comes to shows, Matt, where do you where do you stand on shows? We were originally going to record and rank the Disney Plus shows pre Comic Con, yeah. and then all of this happened, and we were like, let's let's mix it up here. Um, are you your Daredevil guy? Are you looking forward to the new projects? Where where are you at? It's Daredevil. Yeah, that's um, that's the show that jumps off for me the most. Um, I think between Daredevil and Secret Invasion, those are like the top two shows I'm most excited about by a fairly large margin. If I'm being honest, the drop off from those two to Loki season two, I think is significant. And then the drop off after Loki season two, just as far as sheer excitement, um, I think is pretty big with the other ones. Um, Not to say that I'm not excited. I'm excited about all of these, obviously, but um, I think that secret invasion and daredevil born again have a tier above impact on the MCU Um, secret invasion. um, The, the, Word I heard uh, described the footage they showed at Comic-Con. Uh, shout out Lauren Rose over the direct who flew from Australia to go to Ooh. Hall H, which is a Holy crazy cow. person thing to do. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, she used the word claustrophobic um, about the secret invasion footage, which is exactly what I'm hoping for out of the show. Like Bring back that WandaVision vibe um, of everybody just being, you know, nervous every yep. single week um daredevil boarding in ethan i want to ask you 18 episodes man that's Woo. that changes the way we look at disney plus it really yes, does it does. change everything yes How do it does feel about 18 episodes for daredevil born again well that's a it's a curious thing that you asked me because i was going to ask you i think the first thing that came to mind when we got those 18 episodes um was the idea that Marvel, Kevin Feige, the studio as a whole are not necessarily cut out of the possibility of longer seasons. I think that has been one of my biggest gripes, if not um, a lot of people's gripes so far with MCU Disney Plus shows has been that they've been short. We need a couple more episodes. We need a little bit more time with the characters and seeing 18 episodes. That's not a 10 episode miniseries. That's not a 12 episode stretch season. This is old school cable 22 episode season orders nearly this is going back to the roots and obviously daredevil is the perfect project to do it with because the stories that they tell with netflix daredevil they need that much time they understand what it takes to build what that character represents um i love it i think it's exciting i think that people 
are not going to necessarily know how to consume 18 episodes, especially if they're on a weekly basis. Do you think they're going to be weekly? Are we getting big drops here? I would say week one has a good opportunity for a big drop two, if not three, yeah. um, maybe even more. I'm not really sure. 18 is such a weird number. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's so weird. That's not, that's not a standard number that I've seen in TV. Um, I think week one, I, it's almost a guarantee for me. Week one is going to have a multiple episode drop. How many, I do not know. Mm -hmm. um, length obviously is going to play a big part here as far as 18 episodes. How long are each episode going to be? The only critique I have of the Netflix Daredevil series is energy and pacing. I just think those are very long episodes and there are 10 a season. It, it can get a little strenuous at times just because it lacks a little bit of that levity that helps you kind of get through those things. And the action sequences, while great in Daredevil, are not um, energetic, really. Sure. They're much more cerebral and um, combat focused, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Marvel Studios does energy and pacing better than anybody. So I think yeah. them bringing that to the table, along with what we've already seen from Charlie Cox's Daredevil on Netflix, put those together, make it 18 episodes. I bought, I'm bought into the recipe. I think it's going to taste really good. Yeah, I think it's going to be very good. I am personally most looking forward to Loki season two. Uh, Loki oh. is, is by far and away my favorite show yet so oh. i've i've got to stand up for season two and it's always tough awesome. it's, it's always tough to to attach your horse to that to a season two cart because the bar is set so high especially with the ending of season one and um and then coming after quantumania where we've already seen king and we're moving towards the king dynasty we'll talk about that in a second but things are shaping and so loki season two could lose some of that personability some of that closeness that we got with with sylvie even though it is a time spanning saga um i i'm still looking forward to that i'm interested too i just wanted to make a last note before we we move on to maybe phase six here agatha coven of chaos it used to be called house of harkness i liked house of harkness better did you do you like coven of chaos better the i knew they had to put um, coven I, in there right like that's you have to have the word coven Coven's a cool word. I don't think anybody could disregard how cool of a word coven <laughs> is. Um, it's like a top tier witch word. Coven of Chaos. Yeah. Um, I liked House of Harkness, obviously, for the nod to House of Madness, uh, House of M from the comics. And that's a big Wanda story. This makes me think we're going to get a lot less Wanda stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I just don't really know what this show is going to be about. There's no project on this list that needs a trailer more than Agatha Coven of Chaos. And yeah. I think that's okay. I think we all felt the same about What If. I think we all felt the same about uh, Moon Knight. I think we all felt the same about a lot of these kind of lower level projects that once we saw the trailer, we were all in. Catherine Hahn, I think, is a great energetic lead for this series. I don't think this is going to be like a character study of Agatha Harkness. No. I don't think this is bringing Agatha Harkness to a starting role in the MCU roster, but it's... I have to imagine this is a world building project, mm. which part of the world they decide to focus on. I don't know. Keep in mind, Agatha Harkness, the nanny for the fantastic four in the yes. comics, very heavy. So Agatha has got more reach than people might realize. Absolutely. She does. I, I think it'll be more important than people think. Um, and then my, my very last note here, I just think it's interesting. I'm an Ironheart guy. That's kind of the first uh, full comic run uh, that I have ever owned. Um, I, 
I have a special place in my heart for Ironheart. Um, So I'm excited for the show. I think it's very intriguing that we are getting Riri Williams in Wakanda forever coming this November. And she is not getting her show until fall of 2023. And who's to say if that's the next time that we see her, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but that seems like a, it seems like a long gap to me uh, to kind of revisit this character. And I think if there's one, one thing to mention that Marvel is potentially struggling with right now, it is, it is how to introduce new characters appropriately and how to kind of set up a lot of these new things. We got America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness. She really was not done a quite, a, quite a good service at all. And then we get six episodes with Kamala Khan and things are just different for every single character so far. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious. My interest is still peaked. I have nothing, nothing negative necessarily to say. Um, do, you have any, do you have any thoughts on new character introductions before we go phase six, dude? I would say in a completely contrarian way to what you just said, I would say the most redeeming quality of phase four overall is the sheer amount of engaging, impactful, and lovable characters that they've introduced. I think, you know, think what you want. And this is me. This is what I thought everybody was thinking, but obviously I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, I, I, I've always thought, think what you want about the overall projects of phase four, one by one. Every single project, in my opinion, has come out with at least one new MCU player that I cannot wait to see again. That is the baseline of every project so far. And I think that is a mini success, especially on Disney+. Plus. There is not a single project that has come out that doesn't introduce a character I cannot wait to see more of, despite how I feel about the project overall. Um, and I think, you know, Multiverse of Madness, I think is a really great example of that. I would say America Chavez is the character I'm least excited to, um, see more of out of all the phase four rookies that we've gotten so far. But I think she was still, you know, a scene stealer in that movie. And I think that there's a lot of fun things you could do with her. If she's the worst, I'm, I'm here for the rest. You can believe (laughs) me there. Um, I think Riri Williams and Ironheart is the far and away favorite for a post-credit scene in Wakanda Forever. Yep. And if that movie is as big as we all think it's going to be, I think that that can do a lot for her as a character moving forward. Being attached to such a big special movie does a lot for MCU characters. Um, and I think Ironheart could be a beneficiary of that for sure. Yeah, totally. Very exciting things for all brand new characters. Absolutely. And Kevin Feige described phase four as kind of this soft reset, introducing new characters, new ideas, and then moving forward into really what is the heart and the core of the multiverse saga. Um, we Crushed we it. didn't we didn't know that we were getting all of phase five and we sure as hell didn't know that we were getting phase six information. Um, but here we are. And this happened. Fantastic Four is coming out in November of 2024. That is the start of phase six. And then we got announced two Avengers movies, Avengers, the King dynasty in May of 2025 and Avengers secret wars in November of 2025. That is going to be the end of the multiverse saga. We're getting two Avengers movies, six months apart from each other. I'm, I'm flabbergasted, Matt. I'm speechless. Yeah, flabbergasted is a good way to put it. Um, I think that the, having them in the same calendar year is a wild thing to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the wait between Infinity War and Endgame, I think ruined 
both Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel for a lot of people. Sure. And I it, and it has nothing to do with the quality of either of those movies. Ant-Man and the Wasp objectively a comedy where if you don't find it funny, there's not a lot else there. That's how comedies work. They are more hit or miss than other uh, Winter Soldier type shows. Captain Marvel, it was a month and a half away from Endgame. Oh yes. my God, we were all looking Terrible ahead. Timing. We just couldn't wait to get to the next one. Right. It's unfortunate for those movies. It has nothing to do with quality. I think Marvel Studios may have learned their lesson a little bit. I think we'll have maybe a movie, probably a show in between these two Avengers movies mm-hmm. to uh, fill fill a few gaps, which I think is an amazing use of Disney Plus, if I had to guess. Um, but man alive, this is going to be <laughs> something special. I think this is going to be even more part one, part two than Infinity War Endgame was. And that is the most part one, part two story ever told in yeah. theaters. Like that is the ultimate part one, part two. So um, what this is, what this is going to be, I have no idea. I don't think anybody has any idea. I think we Quantumania is going to teach us a lot, and that's the perfect way to start phase five. Yep. And you look at Fantastic Four starting off phase six. Uh, Ethan, do you remember what movie started off phase three by chance? Uh, that's a great question. You're testing me on my own Marvel show, and I, I got to say no. I don't remember. I'm so sorry to do that to you. It's Captain <laughs> America Civil War, oh, which yes. ended up being quite the important movie mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the MCU. The Sokovia Accord introduced in Captain America Civil War ended up being the crux of Phase 3. Um, whatever we get in Fantastic Four, I think, will um, be as big as what we got in Civil War um, when you look at like how they relate to the end of the phase. So Fantastic Four just there's a reason it was announced alongside two Avengers movies. It's going to be that big. Absolutely agree. I think two interesting things here. Um, the Russo brothers, we kind of mentioned earlier, you, you threw the hat in the ring for Ryan Coogler. It's been confirmed that the Russo brothers are not going to be directing King dynasty or secret wars. I would not um, doubt that that statement changes at some point in the next year or <laughs> two. Um, that's just the pessimist in me because um, no, look, I, 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 I'm going to be real and I'm going to be honest with you for a hot second. I watched the gray man. It's got my boy, Ryan Gosling, and I just drooled over him the whole time, but that movie sucked. The Russo brothers. Oh not, no. I, I'm I, watching I, it tonight. Well, okay. It, it, it was not my cup of tea. It might be yours. Matt. It oh, might you be said yours. it sucked. <laughs> you said it sucked. <laughs> no, go in with open, open heart, open mind, Matt. Um, uh, look, that movie was not what I wanted it to be. That's yeah. a better way to put it. I had high expectations because of Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Anyway, um, they have don't have a great track record outside of the MCU. I find it hard to believe that they will stay outside of Marvel, especially after years of, of Kevin Feige saying that they would love to team up on another project. Secret Wars seems big enough for, for them to say, okay, we're, you pulled me back in um, and... And, and that um, the other point I wanted to make phases four through six, the multiverse saga here is six years. It's 2019 through 2025. The infinity saga was 11 years, 2008 to 2019. Are you at all worried or hesitant in any fashion that we're moving too fast, that the multiverse saga is going too quickly? We're chopping off five years of content here. The answer is no. And I'll tell you why. I'm a, I've been doing the math. <laughs> I've been doing, I've been doing a lot do, of it. doing the research. I have. I've been crunching the numbers on my <laughs> Commodore 84. Um, so basically, how it goes is yes, we are getting essentially the same number of phases 
in half the time. But the way these movies, just the, let's take Disney Plus completely out of the equation. The way these movies are executed nowadays is the new standard four movies a year. Right. And that's roughly what we're getting over all of the multiverse saga. We've already seen it and we're seeing it again and again and again. If you look back at the Infinity Saga, the greatest achievement in movie history, right? If you release four movies a year from the beginning of Iron Man all the way through Spider-Man Far From Home, Holy it takes. Cow. So the, the movies are coming out heavily ramped up. But when you look at just the volume of movies in each saga, it's the same. The same amount of story is being told. The question becomes, do we have enough time in between to build up anticipation, to build up feelings, and to care as much as we did back in the Infinity Saga? This is where I think Disney Plus comes in. Disney Plus offers an extra 50% of content to do just those things, build new relationships, care about certain characters, flesh out certain concepts. Yep. I think that Yes, it is. There's an argument that it should be a concern that it's coming so quickly. Are we going to care as much as we did watching it 10 years? My counter argument to that would be Game of Thrones final season. Before that final season of Game of Thrones, there were so many people who had just binge watched it to get caught up, to be a part of that final experience. As one of those people, who binge watched Game of Thrones right before the end of the second to last season. So I'm in that group ish. Mm -hmm. um, I think that while it is different, I was not as heavily invested as people who were watching it for the 10 years it was on TV. Right. Um, I, I think it's doable and I think it's possible. And I think Disney plus helps them do that. So based on that math, um, I think that I'm not concerned, but I understand the reason for concern. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not as concerned. I love the fact that we know for sure Kang is the guy. He is the one that will see us through to the end. He is the mastermind behind the entire multiverse saga. And uh, from, from what I hear about the Quantumania teaser is him asking Scott, you know, are you an Avenger? Haven't I killed you before? I think things are going to get really out of hand really quickly. And I can't wait for that. I think I think Jonathan Majors brings something beyond special to the MCU. Um, and, and if you're looking for more Majors content outside of the MCU, go watch Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, he is, is incredible in that movie. That, that's my personal recommendation. Um, I've got one more question, Matt, before we kind of wrap up here. Will, What's up? will King Dynasty and Secret Wars, will this part one, part two duo be bigger than Infinity War and Endgame? in your, in your mind? Um, as of now, I'm going to say no, simply based on the fact that no matter what happens um, in phase five and six, no matter how big those two phases are, um, because you're right, phase four is very much a rebuilding season for the MCU, introducing so many new characters, getting the players on the board. Phase five and six is where the ramp up to those movies is going to be. I don't care what happens between now and then, we will go into Kang Dynasty automatically thinking, okay, is it going to be Infinity War? And we will go into Secret right. Wars thinking, okay, is it going to be Endgame? It's it's the simple fact that Infinity War and Endgame came first, mm -hmm. and they pulled it off so well. How often do people talk about not being able to stick the landing? TV, movies, books. Yeah. 
um, everything, all storytelling media, not being able to stick the landing is such a big deal. Right. Um, and Infinity War and Endgame did it so well that it's like Jordan. You're never really going to surpass that because it's never been done before. Um, that being said, Kang Dynasty Secret Wars, it's about as big as it can get as far as just like scale and magnitude. Um, you know, doing something different than Infinity War, this is not going to be about the end of the world. It's going to be about a universal struggle, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be so interesting how they execute it. But um, I think the simple fact that uh, the Infinity Saga came first and was so successful uh, that's kind of good. You know, it's, it's, it's going to stay on its own level. We're going to compare them as the unfortunate fact of the situation, but at the end of the day, the wild card of coming first is going to give the infinity saga the juice. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't disagree with that. The only thing that I could add to that point or this conversation um, is, you know, the, the box office peaked in 2018 and 2019 pre-COVID. That, that is the biggest that the box office has ever been. And those numbers for Infinity War and Endgame, two of the, the highest grossing movies of all time, both, both domestically and globally, um, I, I don't know if we'll ever reach those levels again, no matter how big of a movie we get, no matter how crazy the MCU becomes, um, but look, it's 2025. Who the fuck knows what's going to be going on in the box office in sure. three years, right? I, I, I don't know that, and nobody knows that. Um, so I, I think there's, I think there's potential, but again, like you said, we're always going to be comparing to the Infinity War Endgame duo because they came first, they did it best, um, and nothing has ever been done quite like that. Uh, Matt, you have any closing thoughts, man? We we covered a lot. We talked about a lot, but we also didn't talk about a lot. You want to you want to say anything before we get out of here? I just uh, want to tell you how excited I am to come on here and chat about this with you, man. It's it's Saturday came. I haven't really gotten to flesh out my thoughts and feelings about Same. any of this, um, at least not on a microphone. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of such a big show. This is like I said, this is the draft of the MCU. This is like one of the most important days of like diehard fandom yes, because sir. we just get to do nothing but speculate on how big the future is going to be. And just the simple fact that D23 is like 45 days away and yeah. there's a good chance we get the, the gaps of casting filled in for a lot of these projects. The, the remainder of 2022 belongs to the red brand. And I would appreciate it if other brands stop trying to top <laughs> Marvel and just focus on being what they are. Yep, <laughs> um, that's uh, that's no shot at anything specific. I'm very excited for Andor, by the way. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, man, uh, Red Brand keeps winning, and um, I can't wait for see what happens next. Yeah, same here. I think uh, you know you, you talk about MCU burnout and comic book uh, comic book movies are dead. Um, what well, Comic Con proves otherwise. Um, people will not <laughs> stop talking about Marvel until 2025 and right. And, and people are going to have their takes, uh, whatever they are. And if, if they're, if they don't like the way Marvel does things with timelines and says, look, you're getting two Avengers movies in 2025. That's fine too. Um, but Marvel, like you mentioned earlier in the pod, they are the center of conversation. They will continue to be, and they thrive the best when they have a long lead time to something. And Kevin Feige and team know that. And they know if they even have an inkling that they're going to do a secret wars, they better put out a date so people can talk about it for three years straight and try to predict what's going to happen. Um, it, yeah, this incredible stuff, man. 
and and we will we will talk about it for three years and yes, ethan i just want to give you a little pro tip right quick if anybody asks well what are they going to do after 2025 is it over i don't know the mutant saga why oh. not Maybe. <laughs> why it's, not it's never gonna end it's coming no. it's coming um yes yes they deserve their own saga and uh definitely before phase x right before phase 10 we're, we're getting mutants um i i sure hope so um Matt, thanks so much for coming on the show, dude. It's been too long. I can't wait to have you back already. Um, this was great. I, like you, have not had a chance to kind of flush these out. I I went through Twitter live as it was happening and, you know, kind of told my wife um, as it was going on, she could not have understood less about how important these things were. So I appreciate the time to uh, to understand how important all of this is. Um, always a pleasure to have you. you on, man. If If people want more of you, where can they find you, Matt? Well, make sure to head over uh, to anywhere podcasts are found. Um, if, if you like the 15 minutes of Marvel, check out the direct podcast. We flesh out uh, Marvel Universe and other universes, Star Wars, DC, all the universes mm-hmm. you love just a little more extensively. Um, and uh, if you want to follow my random rants on Twitter, where I tend to just like tweet a bunch in sequence and then stop for days at a time, um, head, head over to at Matt Rimke. O-E-M-B as in boy, K-E. And I'm doing some writing over on the direct.com. So make sure to check that out as well. Absolutely. Always worth a follow, uh, Matt. Love what you're doing. Love the direct pod. Um, always good things. Uh, what future MCU project are you most excited for? Hit me up on Twitter at 15 Minute Marvel. Let me know. Let's talk about it because uh, we've got a long time to talk about it uh, before these projects come out. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. And a huge shout out to the patrons of the show, Brandon Clark, Alan Cole Peacock, Corelli Christine, TJ Zorch, Jessica, and Carlos Freitas. Thank you all so much for your support of the pod. Uh, I will see you back here next time. I am Ethan Simi. And remember, always go higher, further, and faster. 